parents, we often have gut feelings when something just isn't right. This can be especially true in co-parenting arrangements where one parent is struggling with addiction. If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, Soberlink can help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test, so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, Judges can rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and your kids are able to maintain healthy relationships with both parents. To sign up, we have a special offer for Her Empowered Divorce listeners to get $50 off your device. Visit www.soberlink.com empowered. beautiful. I'm so glad you're here with me today. My guest today is Alyssa Panitz, the only divorce journalist host with the Divorce Hour with Alyssa Panitz on CRN Digital Talk Radio. She is fabulous and she's going to share with me today about really why divorce is your reinvention, your new beginning of things to come. Elisa invited me to write for her magazine, Authority Magazine, and I jumped at the chance. She is gracious, vivacious, and incredibly intelligent, and she is so knowledgeable about the world of divorce, both personally and professionally. She is a woman who walks the talk of helping other women. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you. Well, it's an honor to be here. I just love spending time with you. Your smile just boosts my day. As does yours. Um, you, you mentioned the word reinvention, and it's a really interesting word. So tell me a little bit about what it means to you. Well, for me, it is about getting a do-over. And I always go back to the days on the playground and you're like, oh, that didn't go right. I want a do-over. And of course, the teacher would always let you. And many times in life, we don't get that as adults. And a divorce, it is such a great opportunity to do that. I always say the D in divorce does stand for exactly that, do-over. And everyone thinks it means destruction and it's a finale. Well, not a finale. I, you know, I grew up studying theater. And so everything is about acts and, and intermission. And divorce is really just your intermission. You know, the first act of your life may be done, but we have yet to see what's going to play out, you know, in, in these new scenes. And that's what a divorce can be for people. Yes, you have to do the work to make things happen. But divorce, as you know, is all about mindset. And if you are really determined, again, there's that D, to say, I want all these great new beginnings. I want to find a, a new partner that's right for me. I want to go back to work. You know what? I think I'm going to go for that job and, and do things that I never got to do before because maybe the kids are with the other side. It's such a great opportunity to take advantage of, of all these wonderful opportunities. Absolutely. You and I have talked a lot about each of us reinventing ourselves. Can you tell me a little bit about 
what motivated you to reinvent yourself? And were you afraid at all of that journey? Well, I'll skip to the end. Terrified. Um, absolutely, absolutely terrified. But for me, it was it was just a really down time in my life. And it was for a lot of reasons. I was in the middle of a horrific, horrific, very expensive uh, divorce. I spent probably well over 20 years on the red carpet, hobnobbing, interviewing you know, celebrities. And then when my divorce happened, I was in the thick of it, bam, COVID hit, and there was no entertainment in the whole world, shut down. And while this was all happening, um, and I just, I just, I just started going on to Google a lot more searching for, you know, divorce this and I'm putting in all these keywords and Google got so overwhelming. And I just, I really kind of had a freak out moment and I just kind of grabbed my hair and like my head, I was like, stop, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Everybody's talking to me. I, I, I don't know what language they're speaking in. And then I had this epiphany. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. I've been working as a journalist for well over 20 years. We have correspondence for everything. Duh, I'll just look at that. I'll just go to the divorce journalist and there's gotta be a way that I can learn what I need to know very quickly. But no matter how many times I turned on the TV, the radio, sifted through the internet, never once could I find the divorce journalist. And I was shocked when I really started researching the statistics and found out that up to 50% of all first marriages end in divorce. 60% of second marriages, 70% of 30, and we don't have a correspondent devoted to this. But again, going back to the pandemic, I'm watching the transportation correspondent, but nobody's flying, everything's shut down. I'm watching the education correspondent, the shopping correspondent, but I, I'm sitting here looking at these statistics and you don't have anybody devoted to that. Well, my job went south and I've always taught my kids, be a leader, not a follower, take charge. And so I just decided to start something. I had the time and I figured why not? And I found people that I had relationships with. And I said, listen, you have this, I'll bring that, let's do it. And I started a column, which then grew into a radio show, speaking engagements, now events, and all for the sole purpose of communicating and sharing information. That's what my job is as a journalist. I don't tell you which way to go, but if you are going in, if you are going through a divorce, or you think that's where this is heading, I promise you, I got an expert for that, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to help you understand it. I'm not your JD, your PhD, your CPA, your CDFA. What I am is your ways and your GPS, and I'm going to guide you through this with, as you know, because you and I have collaborated before, with original content. So whatever phase of this you are in, you're planning your divorce, you're in the thick of your divorce, it's after your divorce, now what? We have professionals that are going to walk you through it. So every topic is fair game and on the table. Nobody gets beat up. We talk to an everybody audience because everybody's going through it. Even your extended family, your kids, your friends, your job. I mean, we are here for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about that your divorce was a little bit on the nasty side. Um, did you hit roadblocks along the way? What emotions did you experience throughout that process? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, mm. Did I hit? I, for me, um, not, there was domestic violence and I didn't even know what that was. I was so naive that I thought you had to be living in poverty. I thought you had to fit a certain profile demographic. I didn't realize that domestic violence can happen to anyone and what it is. It's not just physical. It's emotional, mental, stalking, religious, financial. It's sexual. It's so many different things. When I was told that I was the victim of domestic violence and they were assigning me a counselor to work with, I was like, wait, what? No, I'm mom. I'm 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 running a magazine. I got I got carpool coming up, and they're like, no, and and I didn't even realize what it was, uh, kind of thing. So that became a big roadblock. Not knowing a thing about my financials, big roadblock. Um, my first two attorneys could not handle uh, my case, which became why not? Why it was not? it was very it was um, it was very complicated. It was darting in many different directions. So yes, divorces can, you know, people think divorce is A to B. Mine was going in so many different directions. I mean, your head would would spin and it was hard to keep up. And um, no matter how many times I wanted, you know, to try to get, get things done, it just wasn't getting done. And that became a complication. And then there were so many other things that, that were happening. And then in the middle of the pandemic, I found out, guess what? You got to move out of your house. And uh, like, where am I going to go? And, you know, I had two small children. And so there were all these different things. And so finally, um, I found a lawyer who got it done. Um, but that came with a cost. And so that was a problem. And so you have to, and I use this hashtag all the time, you have to build back better. And you may have to start from scratch. And watching your life blow up in smoke is gut-wrenching. And you got to stay strong, especially, you know, when you're that mom and you're that, you know, you're that stable parent. And it's very hard to do. But the one thing that I had learned before I did celebrity was for the first couple of years, I was in hard news, like breaking news. And I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. So, you know, we're, 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 no. we're tough. And, and I kind of had to go back to that, um, to those roots. And I'm like, I'm a New Yorker, like, you know, don't mess with me. And you have to be like that song, Titanium. And um, nothing has to break you. And no matter how many times you fall down, you've got to keep getting up. I say all the time, and anybody who knows me knows I, I say this, you know, in life you have one of two options. And my suggestion is take the better of the two, meaning you can fall apart and go down with the, you know, sinking ship, or you can get up, brush yourself off. You may stumble a bit till you find your footing, but you can say, I'm in a narrow tunnel, meaning the only direction I'm going is surviving and thriving. And again, that's a hashtag I use. And I was determined to do that and be a role model, not only to my children, but to prove to people, especially women, you can do this, regardless of how difficult the circumstances are. If you are determined, you will get there. Are you in the middle of or struggling with life after divorce? Do you ever find yourself feeling angry, overwhelmed, lonely, or sad? 
It's completely normal to experience a range of emotion, but here's the good news. You are not alone and help is available. Hi, I'm Beverly Price, host of the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. As a certified divorce and empowerment coach with over 25 years of experience, I help women navigate divorce, feel supported, and build more fulfilling life afterwards. Every week, I feature industry-leading guests who share their expertise and provide practical tips. I offer valuable insights and empowering strategies that will help you regain your confidence and create the life you deserve, just like I did in my divorce. I also address the roller coaster of emotions that often accompany this journey. So join me every Monday as we release a new episode of the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. Tune in for the help you need to make informed decisions, find the right support, and embrace the possibilities that lie ahead. Subscribe today and never miss an episode. Um, you had, when we talked earlier, you had talked about your support system and how you had quite a large group of friends. A lot of women going through divorce have spent their marital life just involved with their husband and their children. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have to a woman to build a support system? Ask people you know. And by okay. that, I mean, so I'll use you and I, for example. I'm going through a divorce and I don't know anybody else. And maybe I run into you and I say, you know, Beverly, I, I, I don't really feel like talking a lot about it, but I'm going through a divorce and I'm looking to meet people maybe who are in similar situations. Do you know anyone you can introduce me to? And I always say to men and women, I always say, have friends that are of the opposite gender. It's very mm -hmm. helpful to have insight uh, from somebody else. It's very important to have lots of, you know, different friends because what will happen is your friend group will start growing and you just, you just have to not be afraid to ask people. And that's really how it started. I had mm -hmm. one of my sorority sisters, um, say we're going to this party. Now she was married. Another one of our sorority sisters was throwing it and I ran into a neighbor of mine and she was like, how are you? I said, I was going through a divorce. And, you know, if you, if you know anybody, I would love for you to introduce me. I'm looking, you know, I got to make new friends. And I, I just don't know what compelled me to say that. And she's like, oh my God, my best friend is here who lives in town. Her kids are different ages than your kids, but I'm telling you, you guys are going to be the best of friends. Come here, come meet her. And she grabbed my arm and... I met this girl and lo and behold, she became one of my closest friends. We were both oh. going through a difficult time. We both got it. And um, that's how, and she knew a couple women and she organized a dinner. And so we all went out and slowly the group started going this way. And what's so beautiful about these friendships is everybody is so supportive encouraging, mm -hmm. non-judgmental. Everybody tries to find the humor and stuff. Um, right. And I think that is so important because when you can find the situations to laugh about, when you have to go mm -hmm. back and deal with them, you can handle them a lot better. Beautiful, beautiful. When, when, you, um, when you're just uh, reminiscing and thinking, do you ever look back at your divorce? look backwards 
Yes, but only for the purpose of I will never let anybody do to me what somebody once did. I will never, ever let myself get put in that situation. And I will never let anybody abuse me or my children um, that way again. So for that reason, yes. And when people say to me, because I always tell people, never look back, always look forward. But then somebody right. once said to me, but you do. I go, I do it for a teaching purpose. And mm -hmm. so my whole goal is to share with people so they can learn and they can grow. And right. that's how we grow. We grow from our mistakes. And so for that purpose, I do. But do I ever look back on, you know, on it for other reasons? No. A number of my clients have um, have been on the other side of divorce where the husband comes to them, tells them they want a divorce, and they're shocked. And they go, they look back and they get stuck in the past. <clears throat> in many cases, romancing it. What suggestions do you have for them? Well, I think it's really important that you do hold on to something good because at one point something was good. And, you know, just a sidebar, somebody once said to me, what did you do with your wedding album? And I said, I actually kept it. They said, why? I said, because I need to teach my children that at one point things were really great. And there was a lot of love at one point and they were made with a lot of love. And I think that's an important message for children to understand. But in terms of moving forward, you know, my dad taught me, oh my God, since I was a little girl, everything happens for a reason. And you may not understand now, but you'll understand as you go forward. And for people who want to romanticize it, yes, hold on to the moments when things were good. But if it didn't work out or somebody didn't make you a consideration that you're making a priority, then you need, again, to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and move on and find a person that will put you where you need to be. And everybody should be put on a pedestal and high up. And everybody should be in a relationship that they feel valued in. And, and if the individual you're making reference to a husband doesn't feel that you're that person, then find somebody who will. Uh, you may be surprised that when you find something new that you're going to feel so different as an individual. And by that, I mean, I think women develop more confidence. I think they're happier. I think they feel more at peace. I think they start liking themselves better. And it's hard to do that when you're in a relationship where you feel it's one-sided. You're always chasing the other side for attention. You're always chasing the other side for intimacy or conversation or to, you know, do things with. A lot of couples may go golfing, play pickleball, go hiking. There's so many things people can do together. And, you know, if that, those are the things you long for and you realize this person was not giving it to you, find somebody who will. And... I can tell you from personal experience that when you find a relationship that really matches your values, your criteria, what you want, you become such a different person. And, and sometimes, I shouldn't say that, all the time, uh, different can be really good because we, again, 
grow as, you know, as people. And that's also wonderful for children to see also, you know, a, a parent, especially one that they rely on so much, survive and thrive. And again, build back better. Those are two hashtags I use on the show all the time, in columns all the time, on social media posts. They're important messages that we have to say over and over again. Absolutely. I encourage my clients and, and stress that that kind of life is possible. But one thing I'm very firm about is don't go from your divorce quickly into another relationship without learning about yourself. So what did you learn about yourself on your journey? Well, I love that you said that because I always say rule number one is if you're going to date anybody, date yourself. And you can oh, make up, like you can make up a fun dating profile and you may be surprised some of the things that you, you write, some of the things <laughs> you're like, oh, wait a second. And you can do little things for yourself. Divorce can be expensive, but you don't have to do expensive things. Uh, for me, when my kids were with, you know, the other parent, I love the show Criminal Minds and I would just make myself dinner. I'd get on the couch and I'd binge watch that because I could never do that. And when I had time to myself, when I had time to decompress and think and step out of, of everything, I really, I really had, was just kind of overwhelmed with a tsunami of thoughts. What I want going forward, you know, the mistakes I made that I can avoid, the things that I want, the things that I can be, the things that I realized that, you know what? This isn't, this isn't, the, this isn't the life I wanted. This is the life I, and you know, all of a sudden I would, I would put the show on pause or turn it off and I would just find myself writing like all these like mini lists. Um, I didn't journal. I know a lot of people love to do that, but what I did find was I was sort of rediscovering myself. And that's one thing that we sometimes forget to do. We're so busy being a spouse a parent, you know, a friend, a, a family member, we're working in corporate America, we stop kind of looking into ourselves and asking, what do I want? And when I had those opportunities to do that, it just, it became a game changer. And then when, you know, some time had passed and I was like, all right, you know, I'll try the dating thing. I'm not looking necessarily for a relationship, but I do want to change my mindset that, I'm not going to be married at some point and I am going to be back out there. And I just want to gauge what it's like and also the type of people that I'm meeting and the type of person I at some point want to attract and maybe meet. And so I used it as a learning experience. And I tell people that when they do date, don't put so much weight onto, onto the whole experience. Use it as an opportunity to say, and I, I, I say this all the time, use it as an opportunity to be like at a buffet. You know, you're kind of looking and exploring, you're sampling a lot of everything, but you're not committing. And by by kind of looking around and, and exploring and saying, I'll try this, I'll try that, you're going to learn more and more about yourself and about the things you want going forward. And then when the time is right, you will be ready to meet somebody. But again, take it slow. I think one of the beauties people talk about dating after 40 or even 50 and somebody said, what are the benefits to it? I'm like, I will tell you 10 reasons, but I'll give you the top three. One, you've already done the big milestone, like the big, big wedding. 
Two, you probably already had your kids, so already those pressures are off the table. Three, you are established. You are established as a person, as a career person in, in your life. You're not like sitting here saying like, oh my God, I got to do everything because I'm in, you know, I'm in, I'm in my twenties and you have a lot more to offer. And when you put all these things together, um, you realize that because you've had all these accomplishments behind you, you're going to exude a lot of confidence and you're mm -hmm. going to be more sure of yourself. And that is a very attractive quality when you're out there. You know, you're Absolutely. not sitting here so busy trying to find yourself with all these different things. You, you you have more substance. And that is really something that I have noticed from a lot of people I've spoken to who go out to date that they look for in a partner. Um, mm -hmm. It gives you more to talk about than, would you go to college, read a sorority mm -hmm. or fraternity, would you grow up? Like that only goes so far. You have exactly. to be able to have other things. And and I think that's the beauty of, of age. It gives you those experiences mm -hmm. and makes for a more stimulating conversation. And you get to know yeah. somebody a lot better. Yep. I had a girlfriend tell me once when I was complaining to her why I wasn't in a relationship. She said, Beverly, why don't you take the time you spend complaining about not being in a relationship and use it to become the kind of person someone would want to be in a relationship with? And that hurt like the dickens, but it was the best advice I ever got was to start thinking about myself in terms of, I, I would always think of myself as who I'm attracted to, but who am I attracting? And what kind of person do I want to be to attract the ideal partner that I want? It's so true. And, you know, everybody's in this mad rush because nobody wants to be alone. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, there, it sounds so cliche, but it's all about timing and timing mm -hmm. to be in the right place for a job, to meet someone, to get a place to live. You know, there, there, there's so many different things. But yeah. I always say that, you know, don't put a rush on this. This is a really big decision and nobody, nobody's got, you don't have a ticking time bomb you know, hanging over, hanging over your head. This is your time now to really explore, to really think, to really go back and say, you know, if you, if you go out with somebody and again, take things slow, coffee, uh, a drink, a mm -hmm. casual afternoon, you know, brunch or something like that. And, you know, and, and ask yourself, what value that person brought into your hour or two together? What did you talk right. about? You know, what would, what more would you like to learn about that person? You really have to kind of be a reporter and ask yourself a lot of questions to say, is this something that I want to maybe try again with this individual or, mm -hmm. you know, or maybe with somebody else? And what would I do different to try to get to know that person in the window that we have together? And I think if Absolutely. people start putting all these rushes on everything and trying to fill up, you know, the void that they feel is no longer there. I think the results will be a lot more positive. Right. Absolutely. Oh, Alyssa, you are just, you're such a wonderful guest. I like to ask everyone to give the audience three actionable tips. What advice would you give to a woman who's in the middle of a divorce that might help her on her journey? Um, I think the first one is, is just to remember that, um, and I'll, I'm going to go back to something I said before, you're just an intermission. 
You know, we haven't even written your next act yet. Um, you know, that's number one. Everybody thinks the divorce is the grand finale. No, intermission. Um, I like that. Two, um, you know, I think this is, I think this is a wonderful time for people to really ask themselves a lot of hard questions. And the first one is, what do I want? It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, people think it's such an easy question to answer. It's really not. You gotta, you gotta look at the whole big picture. And it's not just with dating. It could be with your career. It could be with, you know, friends, reestablishing, um, you know, relationships you lost along the way, trying something new, getting out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, that is a big question to ask uh, oneself. And I think the third is what you learned from your marriage um, and what do you not want from that into the relationship you have going forward? You know, these are, a, a friend of mine who was a therapist said, you almost have to corner yourself and you have to ask like a lot of these hard questions. There's no wiggle room. You're not getting out. It's like you are really cornered and you have to be prepared for, you know, the answers and you may not mm -hmm. like them, but they're all part. And I'm going to go back to something I said before, the growth. And so many people I know who have gone through a divorce have come out with these beautiful, inspiring, hopeful stories. And that doesn't mm -hmm. mean I'm promoting divorce. I'm just saying that if this is something that you are going through. Again, people share their stories with me all the time of what came out of it. And I have seen so many people blossom. And I think that is so inspiring. And that's what people have to hold on to. That's fantastic. This has been so exciting. How can people find more of you? You have a great show. You do a lot of writing. How can the audience find you? No, thank you for asking. So the show is called The Divorce Hour with Alyssa Panitz. We're on every Saturday at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific. Sundays, we are on 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific on CRN, Digital Talk Radio Network. After that, we become a podcast, which is available on every major platform. Um, everything is housed on my website, which is just my name, alyssapanitz.com. That's also all my social media handles. I like simplicity, okay. especially after coming out of divorce. Easy breezy. Um, and that's how people can find me. That's perfect. And all of that is going to be in the show notes along with mine. And you can find that at herempowereddivorce.com on the podcast page. Or you can watch our video versions on our YouTube channel, Her Empowered Divorce. Thank you, Alyssa. You have just been a fantastic guest today. I've loved our time together. Thank you for having me. I loved it as well. And thank you out there um, for joining us on this episode of Her Empowered Divorce. If you'd like to learn more about being empowered, you can get a free copy of my ebook, 12 Tips to Empowerment, and you can find this in the show notes as well. Join me for our next episode where I'll be diving deeper into what other expert professionals can share in the separation and divorce journey. Take care and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast. Remember, divorce doesn't have to be a death sentence. 
With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence. And it can also be a time of growth and empowerment. A divorce and empowerment coach is an invaluable member of your divorce team. I help you understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, find your true voice, and create an empowered life post-divorce. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation at HerEmpowereddivorce.com. And be sure to check out my other episodes of Her Empowered Divorce podcast and resources on my website or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This will help me reach out to more women in the same space so you are not so alone. I appreciate your support. Until next time, take care and stay empowered.